Hi friends, thank you for joining us on Food for Thought. Uh, my name is Sunil Tandy, and this is uh, Food for Thought, a ministry out of uh, Christ Episcopal Church in Westerly, Rhode Island. And we thank you for being with us today uh, on a live program again, and we're coming straight from my office at, uh, at Christ Church uh, Westerly. And, um, and so if you are with us and you're connecting with us, let us know you're here. Uh, help us to, uh, to, to know that what you like about this program and, uh, and how we could improve, of course. Uh, but more, more than anything else, just connect with us so that we can connect with you. Uh, today we have a, a wonderful guest and uh, she is a, a, long, uh, a longtime member of Christ Church, a long time in my eyes, and that's uh, Janice Connor. Janice has uh, been here for at least, I think, four, five, years. five years now, five years. And Janice has become uh, part of the fixture of this congregation, but just like many other uh, people who have joined uh, us at Christ Church Westerly over the years. Um, she's become a devoted member of, uh, of our church, and, uh, and she specifically works a lot about uh, all about the Christ Church, especially on the outdoors, uh, mm -hmm. in, in you know, helping us with all of the, the memorial garden and things that we have outdoors. And so we're going to be talking with Janice today about, about this. So Janice, thank you for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. I, I love this church. I love Westerly. This is an amazing church. It does so much and people are so friendly and interacting and uh, willing to go beyond, do whatever needs to be done. And for mine, uh, I did do a, a while, I did um, teaching in the Sunday school, yeah. Christian education, and that was very rewarding, very rewarding. It just, after a while, I think I was getting a little too much or something, so I had other, other pressures that I had to take care of, so I stopped doing that. But where my heart often lies is outdoors. Uh, trimming the hedges or weeding the gardens and uh, picking up trash and cigarette butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bring my blower with me so I can clean out the, the entryway to the community hall here. Well, you know, you, you bring up a very good point. I mean, sometimes in ministry, uh, we, we have, as you, 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 you know, and you've probably experienced in, in places even other than Christchurch, uh, Westerly, that you know, sometimes the ministry that you start may that you don't have to actually be there and do that ministry for uh, forever. Mm -hmm. You know, God sure. moves you in different ways, and and sometimes you need to have that change that uh, that that allows sure. you to find some new aspect of God's uh, great creation to engage in and, mm -hmm. and 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 participate in in terms of enjoying and and, and helping. Um, you know, so of course you're uh, in our Sunday school, and uh, you're so creative. And I remember uh, how you uh, helped create a wonderful experience for the kids who were in your Sunday school. But you know, after a while, teaching Sunday school can be exhausting, and then you move into something different. And mm -hmm. you know, and that's the beautiful thing about uh, our church. There's so many ways you can help and also find help. Yeah. You know? And my life has become much more busy outside of the church. So it's I've had to pick and choose and come when I can, that sort of thing. Um, and the church is adaptable. 
That's right. To uh, everyone's needs. And um, I'm a great believer of if there's a need for something, then fix it or take care of it or jump in. Yeah. Um, you don't have to always be told or asked when you see something. And that makes everything run a little bit better. Yeah. I love what you do with the with, with our gardens at the, outside, the way you you trim it and you know uh some people have a garden uh, have a green thumb as it were right um and and my father my father back in india or, or his grand my grandfather his father was a farmer he was a farmer he used to love uh being outdoors my father had that gene that he inherited uh, i used to remember when uh when we were living in new jersey he'd have this huge garden and all mm -hmm. sorts of exotic uh, vegetables and, and plants. And um, and then all I could say is that it has skipped within my generation for me. <laughs> uh, my, my brother and sister may have, may have this, but I certainly don't because it takes a great deal of patience. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, it's it, the, it, yeah. what's the word, minutia? The yeah. little, little things yeah. like that. Uh, interesting you say your father, my father too. Uh, I, I was raised in Bristol, Connecticut. We had a very nice long backyard, and he had a big plot that he, but you know, did vegetables. Well, I, on the other hand, around the back patio, I took care of all the flowers, uh, and I remember loving it so much even then. So, you know what? There's a there's a pretty uh, uh, I, I, there's a romantic image in my mind about like uh, taking care of a garden. I, and every year I start something, and then by by the time that uh, fall comes around, they're all dead. <laughs> so, water, you got to water, right? Oh. And, and even this plant over here, and it, you know, this was a, we actually put this right here so that it looks good. <laughs> it didn't but, look this way a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have like it's 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 funny though because we have. Um, Sometimes we have Bible study here and poetry group in my office, the director's office at Christ Church. And so, and I have all these plants. And and the thing is, um, it's terrible because if, if it were left only to me, they would all be dead right now. <laughs> but luckily we have the Bible studies and the poetry groups and, and people come in and they say, oh my God, it needs water. We've got to do something here. <laughs> But that's, you know what, uh, that also reminds me that the, the church is a community. You know, it's yeah. made up of many different people who just jump in to do the work of the community mm -hmm. when it is needed. I love what mm -hmm. you just say. When you see something that needs to be done, just do it, pick it up. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, with the gar with our gardens outside, you know, because it's in, in public land, really. I mean, outside of our, uh, our church property, mm -hmm. people, you know, we're off of a, a busy road and, yes. and people drop all sorts of litter. And sometimes it's it's good to just, if you see something, just pick it up and just clean yeah. it up for the next person uh, who comes after you. When I'm down in front of the church reading the, the Rose Garden, yeah. I've had people come by or stop their car and say, really appreciate how beautiful those are. You know, it, this church is so beautiful of itself, but the grounds also are, are quite beautiful and that is a strategic plot where everyone enjoys it walking driving yeah and you know of course uh, our front uh, our front entrance way 
that uh, moves into the driveway that's circular, semi-circular mm. in, in our church, uh, is right across from Wilcox Park. Mm. And Wilcox Park is a park that's a beautiful park. I mean, it has mm. a pond and it has a beautiful vegetation and, and a great deal of flowers and uh, unique trees. And, and so, um, you know, we need to keep our grounds. Mm -hmm. uh, to keep uh, up with them. Yeah, yeah. to keep up with them, to, to help the neighborhood feel the sense of pride and also uh, the sense of, have the sense of mm -hmm. beauty and continuity between the yeah. distant institutions. The other, I mean, aside from the plants and, and things like that, weeding, I like to also bring my blower and clean the sidewalk. I know, and she's mean with her blower. <laughs> she's like, I see it. <laughs> you got to move out of the way. Yeah, I try not to do it at people. I know my daughter just thinks I'm awful that I use a blower. She's very, you know, quiet type of person. She thinks they're terrible. I said they get the job done. So no, well. I'm telling you, I, you know, I can relate to the hot air. <laughs> out of a blower. Yeah. 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 So as a church, in my my opinion, the church should look pristine. It shouldn't have a, a down day. It shouldn't look, you know, uh, all overgrown with weeds, uh, and even in the sidewalk. Yeah. So I think <laughs> I, I look at things like that. Yeah, I know. I know. We have a tendency, you know, and I, and 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 I'm a more of a process person. I believe that the that, that we strive for, to improve, you know. Mm -hmm. and, day and and sometimes uh, you know uh, perfection it doesn't always exist um, and we shouldn't beat ourselves up because we don't have perfection but we do continue to improve and make it better mm -hmm. and that's the one thing I love about you Janice you're always uh, trying to make the appearance of our church look better to make it welcoming to people you know mm -hmm. uh, I often see you working in the Memorial Garden and that uh, that that memorial garden, we have a, a garden that uh, we have uh, people who are cremated have their remains interred interred in that in that garden. And so in that garden, uh, it's a beautiful garden with uh, uh, with all sorts of little mm -hmm. statues, and it also has all these little these wonderful uh, unique types of, uh, of flowers and vegetation. And uh, we have a memorial garden committee that is in charge of that. And but it, it's a very meditative place. We have an altar that's present there, and um, I can't wait to do an, an outdoor Eucharist at that oh, place. Oh, absolutely! There, there is that altar there. And sometimes when I come down there to do some work, there'll be this little old lady sitting on one of the benches near near the um, uh, altar, and she goes. Oh, I hope you don't mind," she said. "I I cut through here when I come from the market because I live up that way, and I just want to sit and rest for a bit in this beautiful garden." I said, "We are delighted to have you do exactly. that." Exactly. It's exactly what uh, and if you God have, is here. And if you and if you are able to come to the memorial garden, you can also just sit and, and be in that set uh, that calm uh, place. But mm. but you could also be aware. You might be aware that there are, the saints are buried in that garden, you know that. Uh, and so when you say the prayers, you're praying among the community of saints. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and recently we just uh, erected a columbarium, 
in the garden. It's on the periphery of the columbarium, adding to another way of, of all, or an alternative to Christian burial to the mm -hmm. to what we already had. We had uh, we have this where you can actually inter uh, inter someone into the garden, or you can actually put them in a columbarium now. So it's mm -hmm. you know, and the columbarium I think fits the 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 design and the yeah. uh, you know the the, the ambiance of, yeah. of the garden. You know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then inside the church right now, I do a lot of the little little notices and um, uh, information cards and a little brochure yeah. telling about who the priests are and um, that, that uh, we want people to answer and give their names and let us uh, tell us, tell them about the church. So let me ask you a question. I mean, why do you, I know I have an answer, but I want to know, uh, why do you think it's so important to create a welcoming atmosphere for people who might be even just passing by the church. Mm. Because it's a hurting world. Everybody has something that they want to talk about or or, or get off of their shoulders or uh, find some comfort. And especially after COVID, everybody being locked up and there, there's been a lot of um, sadness going on. So when people come here, it's an open door. They're so welcomed. Uh, them, you know, having a lemonade on the lawn afterwards in the summer, trying to encourage people to come out. And then, of course, the children's program is a big draw for young people. And the, now that we have the young people reading the, the, uh, the college, the lessons. the lessons, and serving at the altar, mm -hmm. I mean, I smile every single day week when I see them and they're so serious. Nick was carrying the cross. I spoke to him afterwards. I said, you're absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> you know, he is. And, but I had to then say, which one are you? Yeah, I know. Because of the, their so triplets. Twins, so yeah, yeah, the, triplets, the two yeah. boys. Yeah. Even though I had them in Sunday school, I gave them a part. So that is, it's to like, me, it's such a blessing. And the older people, I would think, love that too. Everybody smiles when they see a child, and a child serving God. And oh, I, there's beautiful. nothing uh, better than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, back to that whole uh, welcoming aspect. I mean, and and then, then relating it also to the the athletes and the kids program that we have. I mean, the idea is that you create this welcoming environment so that people can pray. Connect with one another, uh, engage in life-changing conversations with mm. with other people of faith, or with a priest, or with a, a Sunday school teacher, or someone. Mm. You know, to connect with someone, and then and so uh, when when we're creating that outdoor space that's welcoming, that allows people to sit there in meditation, like the woman that you talked about, who who just rests in the memorial garden now and then, or whether it be that we create like these brochures uh, that uh, that also show welcome to the people who are new, saying, mm. hey, look, learn about us as we learn about you. And one of your biggest outreaches is the Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I came here. Somebody uh -huh. told me where I live, oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I don't know. You know, we just moved here. 
oh, you need to go to Christ Church. They have a big Thanksgiving dinner. Everyone's invited. All right. So we did, and that was it. We yeah. loved it from the minute we, we yeah, came it's, in. It's about uh, or showing God's grace or experiencing God's grace and then turning around and then show and allowing that grace to flow out into mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, I think it's beautiful. And back to the Sunday school, I agree with you. I think we've got we've got this really wonderful program. It's going to go through some uh, even some changes now. It had to because of COVID, mm -hmm. but uh, we have about 17, 18 kids in the in the Acolyte program, and so they uh, we're imagining yeah. a new kind of situation even with Sunday school, uh, where uh, there we're that. That acolyting experience that people can serve on the altar guild as, as part of their Sunday school experience. They're all part of the experience to help teach and learn who we are and connect to uh, connect our experience to the experience of God. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. I mean, and Nick and and Nate, his brother, and Haley, his sister, and then Megan, their older sister, just one of the uh, four of the, the many wonderful kids that we have. Oh, absolutely. Beautiful. And kudos to the parents. You know? oh, yeah. Their parents are exemplary. You know, their father shows them the way. He's on the altar as well. And he's not the only one. Uh, I see that. I don't know everyone's name, but that, that big guy, he's got his little boy too. And I watched him one Sunday when his child is lighting the candles up over the altar. He was standing there watching like, why, you know, I hope it goes well. Oh. And when they were done, he turned around, his father nodded. Good job. Oh. That, that is just beautiful for children to get that reinforced. Yeah. Janice, again, I just so appreciate your presence. I know that uh, six years, six years you've been here. Five. Five years, five years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for Westerly, that, that, you know, we've had, People here who've been here for over 60 years. Right? I know, born and, and raised. And I'm just so glad. You know, sometimes it 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 can be hard to move into a new community, but I think you found it welcoming, and you become. Oh gosh. And and and. It offers so much. Right? And 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 then you became a part of the community, and now because you're a part of this community, you're turning around and helping us welcome the new people who are coming in. Mm -hmm. And it and again, this is how God uses the church to bring about hope and reconciliation um, and contact and 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 reaches out to the world that's hurting mm. that's hurting god bless you oh he does yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he definitely does i feel feel god a lot and i seek him a lot to make sure i'm in the place i'm supposed to be or doing what i'm supposed to do and sometimes, you know, it's, it's a lot of prayer and asking. <laughs> uh, but that's it. I constantly want to do what God has me to do. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, I, and I know our time is getting closer to the end. But I did want to ask you, though, um, you've read the Bible. And you've mm -hmm. read also, like, the men. You've been in church for a while. Uh, who's one of your favorite biblical characters? Other than Jesus. Oh. I love my Savior Jesus. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, 
there are two. Uh, I would say first is Paul. Mm -hmm. um, I liken myself to a Paul quite a bit. And the other is Mary, Mother of God. Of God, because yeah. the loving and the giving and the sorrow and yeah. everything she had to endure. Well, you know what's funny though, because I, I'm, I was thinking about that question only, uh, only because this last Sunday we had two characters of the Bible uh, in our God lesson, Martha and Mary. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the reasons why, uh, and everyone says you have to, you know, most people say, okay. You know, in the Bible, we have these two models of prototypes of faith, and, and Martha in the Bible is a person who works really hard to make sure that people are welcome. And Mary is a person who, who, who sits at the feet of Jesus, learning and taking in mm -hmm. what's important. And they, sometimes people say that I have to be either or. But in you, I sense a both end. Mm -hmm. You could be both Martha works hard to make sure that mm -hmm. life is good and welcoming well, for the you. people of God. And you can also be like Mary, where you're waiting to hear or watching mm -hmm. what, do, what God is doing right. and, and waiting to hear the words of God that comes from the mouth of God. And so, um, Janice, I really want to appreciate you again. Uh, I'm grateful for you. your presence. I know that God is moving you and is a part of of your life and may God continue to bless you and Werner and your whole family and, and may you always be the joyful person that God has called you to be. Well thank you and I'm so grateful that you are here and Father Father Al um, especially love his booming voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even need a microphone. Uh, yeah, and uh, your happiness and your, you know, pulling everything together is uh, really beautiful. Thank you, Janice. Thank you. And your family is so beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for watching and being a part of this. I mean, this is part of our getting to know our parish uh, experience. And, and, of course, uh, if you do come on a Sunday with us uh, or, or watch online, uh, you'll, you'll see uh, Janice, uh, probably in the first row, uh, on the gospel side, yeah. sitting next to her husband, Werner. And, uh, and, you could, and you could say a prayer for her and Werner, of course, and you could also know that you, have, you know somebody uh, other than the priest. Absolutely. Better say hello. And say hello when you come in. So... We want to thank you for being and for watching and being with us today. And so, what we're going to do is end our time with a prayer, uh, with a prayer that um, it was written by Bishop Thomas Brown of Maine. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, who traveled through towns and villages, curing every disease and illness, at your command, the sick were made well. Come to our aid now, in the midst of the global spread of the coronavirus. Heal those who are sick with the virus. May they regain their strength and health through quality medical care. Heal us from our fear, which prevents nations from working together and neighbors from helping one another. Be present with those in authority who are making hard decisions. Support the medical professionals, emergency responders, counselors, and caregivers. All this we ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Join with me in the Lord's Prayer. 
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Friends, go peace to love and serve God. Spread the joy and the light of Christ to the world around you. The world needs it right now. Amen. Thanks for watching. Did you know that you can join Christ Church from anywhere in the world? If you're feeling connected to what we're doing, email us today at communicate at Christchurchwesterly.org.